Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Swirl Suite, everybody. Happy Wine Wednesday. Hey, Tanisha, how are you today? Hey, Serena. I love it when you put that voice on. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Swirl Suite. Girl, I love it. I love every second of it. You know, it's amazing how the voice changes. My voice changes as I get like real deep into conversation. I just, I don't know, become real black. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, we'll take it. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll- anyway. so how are you how's paris i'm good paris is um paris is here so are the tourists girls so many americans here it's insane wow y'all came like the day after they opened up the borders we were waiting yeah yeah. Y'all are clearly waiting. People are hitting me up daily. I'm here. I'm gonna be here in two days. I'm coming next week. I'm like, okay, listen. All this outside has got me worn out and mm-hmm. my pockets are empty and it's only like the toilet. I was just telling Nicole that outside is expensive. I'm not playing this outside game anymore. <laughs> like I quit. <laughs> uh, speaking of outside, the Swirl Suite, we will be at the Finger Lakes excursion this weekend in, um, in the Finger Lakes. And um, I think we're just going to be talking and drinking a lot of Riesling. That sounds super fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're, we're going to be on two panels. I forgot the names of them, but um, just check our Instagram page and the, all the details are there. So if you're at the Finger Lakes conference, just look for us. We'll be around. Um, it should be a lot of fun. Oh, it should be. Y'all gonna wear the swirl sweet shirts? I'm gonna wear mine know, in solidarity. No, no, I don't think so. I think you're just gonna do, you know. The way you say it, casual. Like, oh, we just gonna be casual. We're gonna wear those. <laughs> We'll just be casual. Okay. Um, but oh, my my book, the pre-sale releases today. So yes, talk about it. Tell us about this book, please. Yes. So um, I created a wine activity book. So just think like crossword puzzles and word finds and some other different games, just all based on wine and sort of like the wine and the black culture. So okay. um, it's yeah. And like, who is this for? Like, what's your market? Who do you think will really enjoy this book? I think it'll be for everybody, honestly. And when I say everybody, just adults who like to do crossword puzzles in their free time, maybe sitting out on the deck, you know, with a glass of wine, you know, doing their thing. And also the cool thing about this book is the games inside, you can also like take it to a party and you know, have some real fun with it. Like, um, I played this game yesterday. I was at a birthday brunch. It was probably about 10 women. And um, I played my lyrics game. So I have a list of song lyrics from different songs that are, um, that have wine or some sort of like drinking reference in the song. And I just give a piece of the lyric with a drinking reference and people have to guess who the artist is. Okay. You played that with us before. It's fun. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, and yeah, it's, it's super fun when there are a lot of drinks and stuff. So, so. I may know all the answers now because no, you won't, it. you won't. Oh, well, <laughs> you don't know what I know. <laughs> you don't know what I know. But it was fun. So yeah, you can um, go on my website, buymeup.com. The pre-sale is up. Um, if you're getting it shipped, um, I will ship it after the launch date, which is next week. 
But if you're local and you want to pick it up, then join me at my lunch party next Thursday at um, at the Spritz Union Market area. That's so exciting. I'm so happy yeah, for you, Sarita. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Sarita got a book. Child. I was about to say little book, but I know the connotation <laughs> of that. And like, I mean it like a little book. I meant like the book is small, but not in stature, just in size because it's activities. Oh so. my goodness. Um, it's, it's not like a Harry Potter book. Oh gosh. Yeah. But yes. Um, so we have a special guest today. Um, her name special is Nicole. Guest. Yes. Nicole, you can join us now. Hello. Thanks for listening to our shenanigans, Nicole. Yeah, no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> Thank you. So, Nicole, please introduce yourself to everybody and tell everybody what you do and why. Um, perfect. Um, thank you for having me, um, by the way. I was excited to be invited um, to hang out with you ladies today. So, I'm looking forward to our talk today. Um, my name is Nicole Malari. I am the face behind Vent Noir, a um, platform that I created. Uh, last year, actually, my one-year anniversary is coming up as far as going, um, you know, public on on um, social media, So, which was a scary thing to do. But um, I created the platform just to really not only help myself, but also help um, consumers who really wanted to be conscious about the purchases they were making in wine. Um, because, of course, we're all here because we love wine, but I certainly wanted to highlight the Black winemakers that are present in the space that um, so many of us may not be aware of and they're making really great products. And so I just wanna celebrate that and share with all wine lovers. So, um, you know, folks can just really get in there and, and find out what these winemakers are doing and get to know them and their stories a little bit better. That's awesome. That's awesome. So like, tell us uh, if you're, you're from California, right? I am, I'm here in the yeah. Bay Area. So um, did you grow up with wine? Like what was your like, first like original connection to wine? Yeah, so I really didn't grow up with it. Um, I had a great aunt. Uh, she was probably the, the glamorous person in my life that I recall. Um, other than, you know, of course, watching Dynasty, that was um, something I really enjoyed. And I, I always really loved watching Diane Carroll, you know, pour a drink and of course, all the other um, gorgeous ladies on that show. Um, but my grandma's sister, she um, she lives here in the Bay Area as well, and she's just an elegant lady. Um, she's always been um, dressed well. She keeps a beautiful home. She always had this immaculate bar cart, you know, always pouring drinks for people when they came to visit. And she was the one I noticed that really drank wine on a regular basis. Um, and so I just really kind of fell in love with the elegance of the glassware, um, you know, just watching her pour the bottles and um, maybe talk a little bit about what she was drinking. But other than that, in my own household, it was more so maybe some occasional box wine I saw being brought out. Um, maybe on the holidays, you might see that big round jug um, coming out. But that <laughs> yes. was about yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was about it. I just ended up, you know, drinking it in, in college and, and exploring different bottles, um, of course, starting off with what was in my price range as a college student, mm -hmm. um, and just exploring yeah. from there. And I just fell in love with it. Okay, what was in your price range so as a when, college student, though? I just, I'm sorry, Sarita. <laughs> I know I know you have like a serious question to ask. 
But so like well, when we talk about college drink, what what will you admit to that you drank in college? <laughs> definitely most of the stuff was probably within like the five to ten dollar range. Okay. Um, mm. you know, lots of Sutter Home. Sure. Um, I thought I was doing something when I started drinking one of uh, Mondavi's, not not the exact Mondavi brand, but one of his off brands, uh, Woodbridge. I thought I was getting fancy oh, with the oh, white yeah, Merlot. Yeah. Man, have you tried to drink that stuff now? No. <laughs> it is. It is I tough. Haven't. It's I tough. Haven't. I probably should try just to see. To see Man, I think that's I'm like a beginner that. starter set. I might have to write a post on that and do a podcast on Ooh, like a that starter like a set. Good, yeah. Uh, all right. Yes. You are twenty-two. Yeah. And you're trying to get into wine. <laughs> mm-hmm. What have you started with? You know, it's funny. Um, I wasn't a. I, I did four lives last week, wow. y'all. Um, I'm so yeah. I was beat down last week, but one of the questions was really interesting. So this girl asked me, um, "Do I? Am I confident that celebrities who promote wine know wine?" And I said, "Oh, that's a that can be a yes or no depending on who the celeb is, because if you watch LeBron James and the his life, he holds the glass like he knows wine. Absolutely. It's it's something I don't." you know, but I watched an episode of Married to Medicine and that you got whole doctors. This lady is, I think she has a PhD in public health and she's a real doctor. Y'all know she had a Sutter home magnum. I said, now you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Ashamed on TV, girl. I couldn't believe I it. So anyway, um, well, she doesn't know and she doesn't have any help. You know, LeBron James does know about wine, but he has also is paid people to help him with his collection, help him with the cellar and talk to him about wine. Whereas mm. there are other people who may have the money and just, okay, I'll drink wine, but don't understand the value in learning more about it. You're right. You're absolutely right. But let me tell you something. If I'm ever on TV, Oh no, I, I absolutely draw we, the we line. We showing all the way at, off. Yeah, I'm like draw the line at Sutter Home Magnum, <laughs> but I think I would have drawn the line before the Magnum of Sutter Home. You think? Yeah. Well, I think I told you Thanks. once I did a wine tasting for this group. This is early when I first started doing wine tastings um, for people in their homes, and uh, I didn't know any better at this time, so I gave them a list of things to get. They came, you know, I show up at the tasting and they have magnums of yellowtail Shiraz mm. as their Shiraz. Mm-hmm. They were like, this isn't the right one. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> well, yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, they followed the instructions because you just oh, told me to get a grape. I gave grape and regions. Oh, yeah. But well, they were doing. Yes. Well, so then. the Shiraz. OK, fine. They but understood the, the assignment or something else. Partially. <laughs> partially. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you can't cheap out if you want somebody to teach you about wine. I was like, I'm trying to give you, you know, be very mm. particular about grape from certain regions so mm. you can understand where these things come from. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Mm. Wow. <laughs> so Nicole, back to you. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Special guest, I, please. I read that you went to the Napa Wine Academy. What was that like? Were you actually taking classes like in Napa in the Valley? Yeah, so um, I did take the classes at the Napa Valley Wine Academy. I started with level one. I know a lot of people start off into level two, but I felt like just as a coming in as a as an enthusiast, I felt like I just needed that foundation and mm-hmm. trying to figure out um, if it was something I wanted to continue with. Because of course, the courses are more expensive the higher mm-hmm. you go. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, I took the classes in person mm-hmm. and I loved it. It was, I was actually, I was really nervous, of course, going in because I didn't know what to expect. I honestly mm. thought I was going to be the only black person in the room. And you weren't? I wasn't. Oh, that's I was, up. I was really surprised um, and happy to see the diversity um, of the students in the classroom. And um, so, of course, you know, when we see ourselves, mm-hmm. that anxiety level just, it, it, it significantly decreased. And yeah. I was able to just go, okay, I can focus on on taking in all of this, you know, information and material from these folks. And, um, you know, you, you really meet some great people. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. There were so many people just in different um, stages in the wine space um, in that room too. A lot of people were enthusiasts. A lot of people worked in tasting rooms. Um, some of them were assistant winemakers. Mm-hmm. Some of them worked in the vineyard and wanted to just get to, to know a little bit more about all the technical um, you know, stuff behind wine, but yeah, it was, it was a really great experience. I would, I would recommend, um, especially if you're one of those folks who prefers to have that in person, um, you know, direct access to an instructor. It's, it's, um, it's unbeatable that way. I, I do appreciate the fact that you can do a lot of stuff online now, but for me, I really, I really need to be in that, that space. And I think it also helps to kind of calibrate your tasting, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of having those conversations with people in person was very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I totally agree. So when you started that program, did you know what you were going to do after that? I didn't. I, I, all I knew was that I loved wine. Um, it was just always this kind of background thing in my life. I'm, you know, it's, it's a, a part of my grocery budget. Of I kind of planned my life around, mm-hmm. you know, what's going yeah. on, you know, at wineries. Um, yeah. We always end up at a winery, um, you know, for some celebration or just because it's Friday or, mm-hmm. or Saturday, whatever. Yeah. I, so, and especially growing up in California and taking classes in Napa, I'm sure you're just, I don't know. It's like going to, I don't know, going to the grocery store. Like you said, it's a regular, yeah, you know, a regular you know, thing. It is. I, and I really don't take it for granted, especially because I, you know, I, I understand how special, um, you know, it is to be able to have access to this place. I'm, I can get to Napa when there's no traffic in um, about 12 to 15 minutes from what? my house. Oh, you're that close. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. And just to be able to, and not just Napa, Sonoma, mm-hmm. um, Livermore, Lodi, there's so many wineries yeah. that you can get to in California. Um, even in Southern California, I'm, I'm actually going to be boarding a flight on Thursday to go down to the San Diego area. Mm. And I will be definitely hitting up some wineries um, mm. this week. So mm. looking forward to it. That sounds amazing. Doesn't it? That sounds awesome. <laughs> and you know, during the, during the pandemic, I knew a lot of people who fled um, the East coast uh, for the West coast. Yeah. Just for, yeah. um, change the scenery you know um grass near some water trees. yeah mm-hmm. yeah warmth yeah I, yeah I get it especially you know with us being stuck in the house I'm, I'm blessed that I was able to work from home mm-hmm. and um of course that I still had a job but I I was so tired of looking at my backyard which was barren um we hadn't mm-hmm. really done anything with it and I said you know what I we got to do something I'm I need to be able to sit outside and enjoy my glass of wine. So I kind of took on this project to create a little 
kind of a wannabe winery in my backyard. So at least it looks like I'm yeah. <laughs> somebody, at somebody's winery. I was like, just in case, I don't know how long this shelter in place is going to go on, but I was yeah. like, we need to do something. Now are you going to, you doing it, it yourself helped. or did you hire somebody to do it? No, I did it myself. I, oh, nice. you know, I was all on Pinterest looking at things that I wanted to do and got some little uh, wine barrel halves and, you know, decorated with them. Oh, I love it. Backyard. Yeah, it, it helped, especially for my mental health. I, I can say I, I love being outside. Mm-hmm. Um, I love fresh air and, yeah. you know, combine that with wine. It's a, it's a perfect situation. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's my husband. That's not my, my wheelhouse. I, um, <laughs> you know, and the thing is, I'll shop Speaking for your you. Truth. Speak your truth. I'll, I'll shop for you. Like what you need online. You need something mm-hmm. from Amazon. I will gather all the things you need, but yep, you do it. It looks great. Looks great. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I was surprised. I was kind yeah. of trying, you know, trying to challenge myself. I'm not mm-hmm. necessarily, um, you know, the type of person that's into gardening, but I, mm-hmm. I just, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a try. Yeah, yeah. I totally get that. So tell us about um, Sola Sonoma. Um, I read in your um, Instagram profile that you uh, you have a role there. I do. Um, so Sola Sonoma is a bi-coastal company um, that is actually ran by one of my besties, older sister. Um, she's actually out in the DC area, um, also born and raised here in California. But um, she started this company, you know, with similar aspirations as my platform, just to, you know, expose Black people and other wine consumers to the wine brands um, that are out there from African-American winemakers and, and, and other Black folks across the globe. Um, yeah, so she puts on these events and um, she actually has one coming up um, next month in Martha's Vineyard. Mm. Um, it's, it's an annual event that she's um, been doing. Wasn't able to do it last year, of course, because of COVID, but this year they're back and running and um, planning on putting on um, an event downtown in, in some of the the little um, local vineyard uh, neighborhoods where a bunch of the winemakers are going to come with their wine and people can taste and there'll be chefs and you mm. know some other vendors you can take advantage of. But specifically my role um, when I work with them is to just really kind of help guide consumers who are interested in wine tasting. And we do tastings, of course, with black owned wine brands, Um, just your traditional tasting. But of course we feel that our presence as African-American women makes the other African-American folks more comfortable, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Mm -hmm. more willing to, to kind of hear the information and learn and not feel so um, judged and, yeah, I'm just anxious, um, you know, because wine tasting is, it's meant to be fun. Um, there's so much you can learn about it if you're interested in that and geek out about it. But um, we just definitely wanted to create a space where people can enjoy themselves and learn um, about wine. And as I'm learning myself, um, you know, it's it's a great opportunity for me to continue to hone my skills of, of wine tasting and, and helping to guide others um, mm-hmm. in that space. So that's what I do. I love that. So I thought we'd um, complete this little, this first part of the show by talking about some, some of your favorite white wines or your favorite summer wines, whether they're red, white, or rosé. Tanisha, what, what, uh, what's everybody drinking in Paris right now? Uh, Beer, because they just (laughs) finished the Euro Cup. So everybody was out watching that. So Um, it was a whole lot of beers happening. Okay. Um, 
but in relation to wine, rosé, they do a lot of rosé. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, white wines. Yeah. Um, are y'all drinking anything specific? Because Bastille Day is Wednesday. Yes, it is Wednesday. We aren't drinking anything specific. Okay. You know what I'm not drinking. So, um, you know, we don't have to go into that part. But <laughs> I um, actually just got a shipment of Bordeaux in today. I wasn't even expecting it. It just came two boxes. So we'll see what wow. that's about. Well, that's nice. Okay. White or red. So that's what I'll be drinking for the next <laughs> period of time. Hmm. <laughs> Nicole, what about Montana. you? <laughs> I hope so for well, you too. What about you, you Nicole? Know, I definitely love rosés. Um, I've had people comment to me, you drink a lot of rosé. Yes, I do. I drink it year round <laughs> and I'm not going to stop. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that, girl. Absolutely nothing I, wrong with that. I agree. I agree. Um, so, but I've been trying to, to consciously drink more white wine because um, mm. it's just not something that I normally gravitate towards. I'm not a big Chardonnay person unless of course it's sparkling unless mm. I'm drinking some champagne, but um, one of the two of the whites that that I wanted to share that that I came across recently um, that I just thought were interesting and, and people might want to check them out. Um, the first one is the Cherami, um white wine blend um, that I tried recently. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know about um, Cherami wine, um, Cherami Law is based out of Texas and I just thought it was so interesting because most people, when they think about wine, you don't think about Texas. It's not something Mm-mm. even on your radar when you think <laughs> about wine. So um, I was really curious to try her wine and see what it was all about. Um, her white blend is a um, blend of Marsan, Roussan, and Viognier. Oh, wow. I'm impressed. I did not expect that. Yeah. Yeah. I was excited when I saw that too. So I said, I definitely have to try it. Hmm. Um, and I loved it. It was um, it was a, it was a nice um, take on on that combination. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely it wasn't a, it wasn't a sweet wine, um, but it did have those floral and, um, you know, fruit forward notes, but mm-hmm. it also had a nice bit of, um, acidity on it, a little bit of structure. Um, I, I definitely think it's worth, um, you know, taking a look at, I know she also, I believe won a silver medal, um, this year for that wine. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely something, you know, to check out and, and just kind of see what, what's going on in Texas, because, um, I think I read something the other day. It's like the second um, fastest growing uh, wine region in the U.S. right now. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So, I folks are, yeah, folks are serious. I mean, the climate, the climate's great for sure for growing grapes yeah. out there. So it, it makes total sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the second one I tried recently um, at a tasting. So I'm also part of um, the Hugh Society, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. the Northern California chapter. Nice. And we recently tasted uh, Brindle wines and they had a beautiful white wine. I actually can't wait till they open up their, um, they're building a, a downtown Napa tasting room. Mm. Um, it's supposed to be opening, I think in a couple of months. So looking forward to, you know, going and checking that out too. But this, um, this white blend was really beautiful. Um, what was it called? Uh, a Chorus Cuvée Blanc. It's a 2019. It was majority um, Sauvignon Blanc, and then it had Malvasia Blanc, a little bit of Chardonnay, and a uh, for now, Pires, a Portuguese. Oh, okay, grape. Yeah, Portuguese grape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm, that sounds and, really interesting. 
and it was, oh my gosh, it was so yummy. It's, um, you know, the, the brightness of the, the Sauvignon Blanc was very clear, but those other grapes, they really made themselves known. Um, there were some mangosteen notes and from, um, others, um, cause I've never tried that grape before. Mm-hmm. Um, and our tasting group, um, said that the mangosteen aromas and flavors that were coming across were from that Portuguese grape. So definitely made me more intrigued. Um, want to try some more wines with that varietal, but, but that, but that, uh, cuvee was really, really good. So I oh, wow. definitely recommend checking it out if you're interested. That's awesome. Yeah, but let's just rewind it back just a little bit to the I don't really care for Chardonnay part. If we could explore (laughs) this a bit more. Sure. Um, So what is it like exactly? So no Chardonnay or just from some regions? Okay, so I'm sure you know that Napa loves oaky Chardonnay. Yeah, child. 100%. I don't. Correct. I don't love Mm -hmm. it. I don't love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't want to I don't I just don't love the buttery okay that's fair or, that or makes sense in my yeah but I I but I've I like I said I continue to try them it's just not my go-to yeah. um but yeah it's something in stainless steel or if it's been um you know half stainless half um you know air, oak barrel is um, definitely going to be something I would prefer more than a a heavily oak chardonnay that makes sense yeah okay and is that isn't your something that you don't like what is like a go-to white for you if you're at the store and you're like you know what I want to drink a white what is like your go-to I like I like beignet I like it because it's not uh, I love the floral notes um I love it that it doesn't have a lot of acid beignet for sure um but I also love a good chenin blanc I'll take a vouvray any day that's something I could definitely, um, you know, pour, pound the porch with. Okay. Okay. You're back. All right. <laughs> We're going to have to cut the show short. All right. <laughs> All is good now. Thank you, Nicole. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole, for being on our show tonight. Good night, everybody. <laughs> See you next week. Uh, a few of my favorites are um, for the summer. I really like, like, um, zesty and sharp wines how Sauvignon Blanc can be sometimes, but I really, really like peak pool. Isn't that- oh, that's refreshing. It, it is, right? Um, and it's not something you see all the time. You have to go to no. like a really, like a total wine or like a really good wine shop to um, to find it. But um, yep. yeah, peak pool is one of my faves. Um, I like Pinot Gris, mm-hmm. especially from Oregon and Washington State. Um, and yeah, I like... I like rosés and in the summertime, I like them from, um, from Provence. Mm-hmm. So I have to say those are my faves. Now, when I looked up a few articles and they talked about um, like summer wines, Malbec came up consistently, I guess, cause of like grilled meats and burgers and stuff like that. So yeah. um, some people consider Malbec a, a summer wine. Yeah. And you know, there's some sparkling Malbecs out there too. Um, I, I haven't, I haven't got my hands on one yet, but I, I do know of, um, you know, some producers out there and I definitely need to try that. Cause it sounds really yummy. That would yeah. be great with barbecue. Those are, yeah, those are it really is. good. It is. Malbec is just so heavy to me. And I'm, and mm-hmm. this is coming from somebody who literally grabs red wine all the time <laughs> mm-hmm. and I have to force mm-hmm. myself to drink red wine, but Malbec I'll always just think of as heavy. So that's not usually my go-to mm-hmm. in the summer at all. If I want something to go with like a burger or grilled food or something like that, I'm probably going Southern Rome. 
because sure. wants- that makes sense yeah that makes sense but for white wines i agree with the chenin blanc yes um i also like muscadet oh love! So i would drink that yeah um, i got some bottles <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i'll try that one that's also hard to find here for some odd reason oh really yeah yeah yeah, even if you do find them in a wine shop, it's only like one or two of them. It's never like a wide variety of them. Just not one of those yeah. ones that most people, I guess, if they're, if you know, yeah, they want to make sure that they're getting the bottles off the shelf and most people don't really know about those ones. Yeah. So they're not looking for them. Mm-mm. Yeah, good They're point. like, that's obscure. People aren't drinking that. So, <laughs> nope. Yeah. All right. So this part of the show is a little fun. These are random and not so rapid questions. Um. For our money question, we are up to $19,000. Okay. So if you listen to the show, we go up $1,000 each episode. And okay. we just ask, what would you do with $19,000 if you had it right? Okay, well, that makes sense. Because I was like, that's an interesting amount, $19,000. Yeah. <laughs> like, how did y'all come up with Where did that come yeah. from? <laughs> All right, like, that's random. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, um, of course, um, I would put that into my business and also maybe take a little vacay mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And invest and refresh. I love it. Yeah. Tanisha, any ideas? Yes. Um, I will put it into business and then I would get a stylist and I would go mm-hmm. like on a shopping spree and oh, like do nice. a whole refresh of my wardrobe. I mean, mm-hmm. post COVID weight, you know, new business, um, taking my business in a different direction. Like I want to have a different look. And Mm -hmm. so that would be like a nice little chunk. Well, that would definitely pay for the stylist. And then I might be able to get like two pieces from my wardrobe. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, my, my answer was pretty similar. I was going to say, rebuild my shoe collection. Mm. So all the shoes that I thought twice about or too expensive, I would probably get them. And I mean, cause my feet are, I have really flat feet. So comfort, like comfortability is really important. So, but I like heels too. So yeah. I would, yeah. I'm in the yes. same boat. I'm flat footed as well. Are you? Yeah. yeah. We all are. <laughs> <laughs> I will also try to put some money in like an Uber budget for me. So, you know, with my new mm. heels that I get with the stylist, right. there you go. I clearly can't right. take the Metro in those. Yeah. And of yeah. course I don't drive. So I got to get to where I'm going and cobblestone roads. So mm-hmm. I'm going to need an Uber budget, a slight yeah. Uber budget. Yeah. Once we get a little higher in the amount, um, one of my answers is going to be a driver. Maybe not every day, okay. maybe every weekend, <laughs> just like a weekend driver. So that would be no, dope. Nobody has to drive. Nice. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah. And Especially you can leave when you're ready. You could get there on time, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. You know, just call them up. Hey, we're ready. You can pull up. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I like the that. ultimate like, pull up. Pull yes. up. <laughs> 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 okay. So the next set of questions are all about travel. Okay. Um, so it's either or. So you pick one. First one, hostel or hotel? Hotel. Tanisha? Hotel. At this age, hotel. <laughs> really? I'm surprised you didn't say hostel because that, that, that was your life. That was my life. Yeah. A few years ago. That's what I'm like, now? It's, it's gotcha. behind her. 
<laughs> yeah. Understood. Yeah. Um, hotel for me too. All right. Local food or restaurant? Local mm. restaurant food. Yeah, that's a hard one. I mean, it could depend on the situation, but I would say local as well. I mean, after when uh, me and my husband went to Paris and Tanisha showed us what their version of a kebab is. Um, yeah, yeah. That made our trip. That's what it's called. Y'all right? came back. Y'all went back to the kebab. We spot sure did. Without me and us. <laughs> we sure did. You know it was good then. Yeah. <laughs> so if you've never been to Paris before, I never had a Parisian kebab. It's not like a kebab, like what we eat on a stick. No, like on it's a like stick. A, it's a like sandwich. a gyro. Yeah. Oh, a donut yeah, kebab. Cool. It's actually yeah. German or Turkish. Mm. One of those. And then each country european country has it and then they you know put their little spin on it yeah but wow. um, yeah, i'll, I'll, I'll so have good. to i'll have to look that place up I, yeah I'm, I'm planning on maybe going to paris next year so i'll like, be here girl i'll be Holler in your DMs like the rest of the americans <laughs> yeah, DMs stay lit <laughs> just feel the one earlier today they were like hey i'm gonna be there this week i'm like all right let's move some stuff around mm. <laughs> Uh, okay what kind of traveler are you adventurer or lounger adventurer are you really yes mm, okay you I'm know not. I can't lounge I can't sit still okay <laughs> what about you Nicole you know honestly I'm always looking to be on somebody's beach somewhere um so lounging is yeah. is what I like to do mm-hmm. I need I mean I'm a Libra so it's all about balance I can do both but I I definitely can't do adventure the entire trip. Like we're yeah, not going hiking every morning and no, we're not yeah. doing that. Um, yeah. So if I give you a day of adventure, then that next day I'm going to lounge. So mm-hmm. yeah, it has to be. Bad. And Tiff, I'm in another place. Like I can't lounge because I'm like, it's something I'm missing. Like it's um, some museum I need to see, some exhibition, some mm-hmm. something that's out there, some street art tour. Yeah. Something I, mean, you I gotta can get keep to moving. It. I mean, you can get to it. You just get to it either late that day or the next day. <laughs> yeah. If I'm somewhere like three, like I can't sit still because I'm like okay. sit and lounge. Like, what well, I can lounge at my house. Oh, like no. I didn't leave that's my not... place. Mm-hmm. And that's why also why I don't do beach vacations. I was about to say, what about water? Like you can't okay. Like, have you ever heard me talk about I'm going to the beach? As long as you've known me, you've never heard me say that. And times where I have gone to the beach, I've been on the beach for like two hours and I'm like, all right, so what we doing next? We finna scuba dive, we jumping off the side of a boat, we ATV in it. Like, what are we doing? Interesting. No, vacation, I can't, I cannot sit still on vacation. If I'm away, I need to be awake. There have been vacations I've been on where I was completely unplugged and I was at the pool all day. Okay. And the thing is, if you're at a really good resort or something, you can eat and do everything right at the pool. Swim up bar. Come on. Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's the light. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. um, Group or solo trip? Group. I love hanging out with with my girls um I actually do like a my cousins and I do a uh, annual Vegas trip so we always look forward to that and we are at the pool all day um yeah bottle services whatever just you know maybe a little bit of shopping too but yeah we're we're there to let veg out Mm -hmm. okay if you have a good group then yes I can see you saying group 
I don't, I don't know about group just yet because I don't have like a core group of people that I'm like, yes, if I go with these people, I will have mm-hmm. a good time. Yeah, I don't see how people go on like travel group trips and they don't know anybody. I that's too unpredictable for me. We yeah, not going across the country, yeah. and I ain't gonna like nobody. I so I don't know. <laughs> I don't have that. I don't have that in me. Um, well, I think the good thing about those kind of trips, though, is you can do solo, but you have the safety of numbers. Okay. So like you have things already planned for you. And this is coming from someone who has been a tour guide on mm. a group trip like that. Gotcha. It's like you don't have to talk to those people if you don't want to. But if you want to engage, you can. Mm. So it's like you can be solo, but then be with the group and have the safety of the group, but have the activities plans. Gotcha. Because I've actually never been on a a group trip like that. And it just makes me think of school trip. Mm -hmm. Oh, stay together. And, but I guess we're adults and I have to, you know, get out of that mindset. But no, that's a very good point. Very good point. Not only that, I think what what can bring me anxiety about that too is, you know, sometimes you have people who don't want to spend money to have good meals and they want to just kind of lowball it. And I'm, I'm not about that. And that's another reason why group trips work too, because you have some meals already in there that mm-hmm. will be nice. And then if you have a free evening, then you can just go off on your own and do what you want to do. Because mm-hmm. like I have known people on those group trips that been like, oh, I wanted to go to this certain place for dinner. This one girl, she got a car from the hotel and drove the car herself to the dinner oh. place. Okay. Ate dinner by herself and came on back. Okay. I'm okay. like, well, all, all right. right, sis. All right, sis. But then yeah. she knew that there would be people if she didn't come back. All right, it's a whole group of us looking for her. It was a hotel she was staying at. I was right. halfway responsible for. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was solo, but yet she was still a part of a group. So gotcha. that kind of worked out. And she showed the pictures from dinner. I'm like, wow, that looked amazing. Mm. All right, great for you. But she was like, <laughs> she didn't want to ask anybody because she didn't want anybody to be trying to scam. Maybe like, oh, no, well, I don't want to mm-hmm. get the full, yeah. the full 15 courses with wine parents because right. everybody vacation budget would be different you're right right yeah right yep yep you're right you can't finna have me eating um tgr fridays <laughs> all um, right. all week right. none of that yep. some people will try and be like we just we just not gonna um get just a little sandwich or something I'm like mm-hmm. oh i'm not hungry yeah speaking of quick sidebar did you all see the thing that was making the rounds it was on um a reddit thread it was a relationship thread and it was about this um guy he wrote in and he was like it's a-i-t-a am i the asshole and he was like his girlfriend went on a family trip with them and it was a few times where she opted out of activities and you know she was only eating a couple of times a day and he heard her stomach growling once and he was like hey is everything okay And she was like yeah um you know y'all kind of going to really expensive things and I can't afford to do all the things that you're doing so I'm just opting out of a few things he's like oh okay well if it was too much you know then maybe you shouldn't have come along I'm and sorry. Who is this to him? Girlfriend. His girlfriend. It's his girlfriend. Daddy, right? Yeah. Wow. And then it even came out that um, he has said that she took an extra job because she was a teacher and he's in IT. She took an extra and they live together. She took an extra job to be able to even go on the trip. Yeah. You were kidding. And the parents and the parents said something to him. They thought it was weird. Like she's only eating two times a day. Is everything okay? Like, is she sick? Mm. Um, maybe she has an eating disorder or something like that and so he was asking like oh was he the jerk or whatever is it is it his fault did everybody collectively say yes 
Absolutely. Oh, they dragged, oh, they dragged yeah. him. Okay. Yeah. Just and he was like, and they were like, you you know, she needs to leave. And he's like, yeah, and I probably should break up with her too. And I should probably find someone else who's in my bracket um, as well. And date wow. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. But this just brought all that up about um, going out. And we're talking strangers, people who just met. This is they're in a relationship. And, live and, together, he made, and live together. He Ooh. made significantly more than her. I think yeah, it was she like, made like she a made third I think, of what he made, right? Yeah. I think they said he made 150 a mm-hmm. year and she made 45, something like right. that. Oh, and no. The family was, and the family was, you know, decent, kind of well off, whatever. And it was him, her. I think a brother and the brother's wife and then the mom and dad. No. 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 <laughs> and I'm like, how does that Absolutely. work? And, you know, she worked this second job to try to help her pay for this trip, but still was opting out of activities and opting mm. out of meals. Mm. That's horrible. That just made me think of that. It is. That's it's also horrible. like, girl, you 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 deserve better, sister. Mm. Mm. or girlfriend yeah, whatever wow. the case may be but it, it begs the question like is this really the first time you you knew this person was like this like, I mean yeah. I, I don't understand the mm. fact that she had to take a job and he was aware that the reason for the job was to mm-hmm. allow her to go on this trip it's just uh, I don't like it yeah it, I mean there's I don't so either I don't like wrong. the optics of that yeah it's something wrong no. with that and also not victim blaming because she's definitely a victim but we also have to take accountability for things Mm. that we do to make people think we're okay with their behavior absolutely and saying i'm going to take another job to be able to do something with you and you aren't helping me at all Mm -hmm. is a problem Mm. you watch it you're watching me work this second job to take this vacation with you and your family yeah that's a a level of selfishness that i just it's unbelievable absolutely and also if you're gonna call me a gold digger and you only make 150 a year like no (laughs) (laughs) like sir what like you're not balling balling like that's just no it's it's really not that's like slight comfort Mm -hmm. right that's slight comfort yeah oh man wow yeah. ladies beware oh i'm telling you wow yeah well, thank you for so, okay sorry quick sidebar but yeah no, that was it's... travel and going mm-hmm. out to eat and i have no money all right so uh last one wi-fi or unplug depends where am i <laughs> is this the lounge or is this the adventure if it's the adventure oh no we gotta have wi-fi i need to know where i'm going <laughs> you can't have me unplugged lost in the forest <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> Like, did I already <laughs> download the Google map? <laughs> How is this working? <laughs> right. <laughs> and I have, you know what? I was going to say unplug, but again, I'm going to take it back to Paris again. You guys have Wi-Fi everywhere. Oh, and yeah. If you're never in trouble, just so, stop at McDonald's. Yeah. It's so easy to get around. Yeah. So I'm going to say Wi-Fi. Yeah, you know, I, I would say Wi-Fi too. Because again, if I'm on the beach, I want to have my Spotify on. There you go. You know, got the vibe, music vibes going while you got your glass. Yeah. Yeah, I, I need a little bit of Wi-Fi. I won't be checking work email. Mm-hmm. But definitely. Oh, no, notifications off. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. All right, final question. And we can all answer. Um, Tanisha, you may or may not have an answer, but here we go. You're on a flight to your vacation. What's playing in your headphones and what are you sipping on the flight? So you're asking, what did I sneak in my bag, <laughs> in my little Ziploc <laughs> carry-on for the flight? 
for flights, if I want to go to sleep, it's usually brown liquor. Mm. Real talk is usually like a little mini of Jack Daniels and mm. then I'll get a Coke. Yeah. So I can drink a Jack and Coke. What's playing in my headphones? Girl, I'm probably listening to a podcast. Mm. You know me. Yeah. Nicole, Somebody getting you? murdered on vacation. Something crazy. <laughs> oh, Absolutely on your way to not. vacation. On yeah, your way some, to vacation. You know, some true crime podcast. It keeps me safe. I'm like, oh, she did what? Let me do the opposite. Okay. <laughs> it's a cautionary tale. <laughs> um, for me, I would probably be listening to... Um, you know, I'm when I'm on vacation, my mind is away from home, away from taking care of a kid and mm. my house. Um, I'll probably listen to Glamorous Life by Sheila E. Just getting myself oh, pumped up. That's a great song. <laughs> wherever I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> and drinking something, something sparkling, whatever they have on those, um, you know, those flight menus. Maybe mm-hmm. a, if they have a cava, I'll do that. A yeah. Cremant or a champagne, something sparkling. Yeah. I remember I took one flight. I don't, I think I was going to California. I can't remember. I don't think I was going across the country, but they served kava and Cheez-Its. I was the happiest girl. I said, well, right. together or you just put it together. Well, I ordered the kava, but um, the, the snack was Cheez-Its, which oh, I had never, perfect. I had never seen that before. I was like, well, this is wonderful. Yeah, you ain't know what to do with yourself. <laughs> you probably put your feet up and was like, ugh. <laughs> you, put, you put your chair you put your seat back that one centimeter and we're like mm-hmm. and we're good and we are living yes um it, right right um i really like listening to books um on flights especially long flights it just makes me seem it makes it seem like i'm talking to someone and the stories and everything so i like um audible books and um honestly most of the time it's more difficult to like sneak wine on a plane because it's like a anyway the ball's too big anyway I usually also get something dark like a bourbon but I add it to um hot tea so hot tea yeah so if you add a little lemon and I mean sugar if or honey if you need it it almost comes out like a hot toddy almost mm-hmm. but exactly very close mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's it's very relaxing sometimes I'm asleep before takeoff girl wow. often i'm sleep before takeoff yeah that's usually <laughs> yeah. that is the goal i don't even want to remember we took off yeah yeah <laughs> well i wish yeah. i could do that you can't sleep on planes i can but it's uh it's labored it's not oh, necessarily okay. something i can just do readily yeah yeah, no, yeah i'm fully I, gifted in that mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm out <laughs> I'll wake up because the plane hit the ground. Like, you know, when it uh-huh. has that little bounce. I'm yeah. like, oh, wow. Oh, oh we're oh, here we already. Yeah. Well, good morning, everybody. It's so it's funny. My husband, he's a terrible flyer. Um, just really bad anxiety about flying because he just doesn't understand how everything works. And he's that type of person that needs it. Anyway, I don't care um, how it works. As long as I get there safely, I don't really care. The Wright brothers work but, that out. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so, we were going to, I think we were going to Seattle. We had a... Um, yeah, we had, I think it was a, yeah, we had really good seats and um, I was just really comfortable, really cozy. And I fell asleep before takeoff and we're, you know, we're about to take off. He was like, yo, are you sleeping? 
how are you sleep right now? <laughs> and you were like, apparently I'm not sleeping. I was like, well, I was sleeping. You're talking to me. Right. <laughs> and we're awake. Thank like, you. you didn't feel that? No. <laughs> no. I feel this conversation, though. Which <laughs> it's causing me to be awake. That is too funny. Oh, man. Well, guys, this was so fun. Nicole, thank you for yes. joining the Squirrel Suite today. Thank you, ladies. I had a great time, too. Um, I appreciate you um, spending your time with me as well. Yeah. Thanks, awesome. Nicole. Yeah. yeah. Before you go, tell everybody um, if you have anything coming up, like one of your lives or anything, and where everybody can follow you. Yeah. So, um, again, my handle is Vintnoir, V-I-N-T-N-O-I-R. Um, the inspiration behind that just really is... Um, celebrating black winemakers, black wine merchants and brands. And um, yeah, I mentioned that I'm going to be celebrating my one year anniversary actually on um, social media um, this weekend. And I'm going to be in Southern California. I'm thinking about going actually live. I'll be at the um, Fresh Glass Fest that's being presented by um, SIP Wine and Beer, Miss Cassandra Shag. Um, she's putting on this festival and she's um, looking to have it be an annual event um, in the city of Escondido. So I'm thinking about going live from there. I'll be um, hanging out with some friends. Uh, we have a cabana rented for the day, drinking lots of wine. Yes, ma'am. Yes, meeting a lot of people, winemakers. Um, a lot of folks are going to be out there with their um, different brands and it's going to be a good time. So I'm looking forward to it. Mm, that's awesome. That sounds great. Tanisha, you want to share anything before we go? anything going on nothing too much going on here just the regular americans back tours are back happening Mm. so i'm doing tours tastings y'all headed to paris hit me up love it well all right everybody have a great night cheers all right thank you good night once again, thanks everybody for joining the Swirl Suite. We hope you enjoyed our episode. Don't forget to follow Nicole on Instagram at Vent Noir. Follow Tanisha and her Parisian excursions at Girl Meets Glass. Follow myself at Vine Me Up. And they weren't with us today, but don't forget to follow Glennis at Vino Noir and Leslie at Vino 301 and The Wine Concierge. Cheers.